Hey, this is Pastor Daniel McGee with Connection Church in New York City. Thank you for listening to our church's weekly podcast. We hope God uses this sermon to encourage you and to increase your faith in Him. If you'd like to know more about our church, please check out our website at ConnectionNYC.com or like us on Facebook at ConnectionNYC. Grace and peace be with you. and I'm worshiping with you guys this morning. Super exciting. My name is Danny. I'm the pastor, planter of a church in my, I planted in my hometown, Bushwick, Brooklyn. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, that little neighborhood in Brooklyn. So that's, that's where I'm at in Bushwick, Brooklyn. The name of the church is Swerve Church. The most, the number one question I get asked is why the name Swerve? The definition of Swerve is an abrupt change in direction. And that's what we're praying to see in people's lives in our community. And that's exactly why. I'll tell you guys a little bit about me. I've been married to my wife, Melissa, now for 15 years. Amen. We have three kids. Uh, my oldest is going into high school. His name is Junior. It's crazy. Pray for me. Pray for your boy. Uh, and I got Christian, who is going into eighth grade. And then Melody, she's going into fourth grade, uh, coming up real soon. So we got three lovely kids, so, uh, Junior, Christian, and Melody. I'm super excited to be here uh, with you guys and to be able to Continue the series. Uh, from what I understand, you guys have been talking about rest. Holy rest is what, uh, what I understand. And so happy to dig into God's Word today and to talk about this, uh, this topic. Admittedly, guys, I'll tell you guys, this is something that is super difficult to talk about. Like, I don't know if you guys are like masters of rest, you know, like you guys are like experts at Sabbath. I'm not, right? So, you know, you, you, guys, you guys are all messed up. Dan's not here. Austin's not here. They invited me. I suck at rest, and they asked me to talk about this. That's pretty insane, but it's, it's a difficult topic, right? I mean, you know, it's something that I've constantly struggled with my entire life, this idea of rest, holy rest, and, and the idea of Sabbath. Um, you know, after all, guys, we, we live in a little city. You may have heard of it. It's the city that never sleeps, and it's, it's called that for a reason, right? It's, a, it's always on. It's always moving. It's always like in action, Right. And, and to top of that all, to top it off, I'm a New Yorker. I'm born and raised here. Right. So this is the environment that I was bred in. I was born in. I was raised in the environment of this this city that that never sleeps. So like, you know, when, when people move in from the city, it's like, man, this is crazy. When they come to visit a vacation in New York City, they're like, man, the, the pace is crazy. But for me, this is all I know. I go anywhere else. I travel anywhere else. And, and you know, the slow pace or getting stuck behind a tractor trailer. Like, what is this, right? Like, you want to lose your mind. But when you're in the city that's constantly moving, always moving around, always fast-paced. Man, this is all that I know. And so for those of you that call this place home, there's a temptation for us to get sucked into the pace of the city, right? There's, that temptation is strong. Right, to get sucked into that pace. Well, if this is the city that never sleeps and this is the city that is always on, then I need to, right? I need to like get in it or get run over, right? So I'm gonna get in it and I'm gonna follow the pace. The, the, the problem is, guys, is that we were never designed to live at that pace. We, me and you, we were never designed to go at that pace. Uh, and this is something you guys know this, you see this in the very beginning of the scriptures. You know, that God set this precedent for us, right? I mean, He creates the world, right? He creates the universe, everything that is in it within six days. And on the seventh day, what does He do? He rests. Not because He needed to, but because He set a precedent for us. It's a 
beautiful picture of God's grace. It's a picture from, from God that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a gift for all of humanity that me and you guys, we weren't designed to be going 100% of the time. We were never designed to just be on all the time moving. And then if that were not enough, right, he does this little thing called the Ten Commandments. Maybe you saw the movie, right? He's like, he says, yeah, don't sleep with that one. Don't kill that one. And by the way, take a day off. Right? He puts that into the Ten Commandments, right? To, to Sabbath, to, to rest, keep the Sabbath day holy. And this is Sabbath. The Sabbath, God put that in there not, not to benefit him. It's not beneficial to God. He did it for you. He did it for you. It's a gift from God. You know, and I'm super convinced that you know, as a people, we don't even know how to vacation well. We're not good at vacationing. Right? We're not good at that. I've heard this many times, and, and, and listen, this is not to shame you if you've said it, but I've heard it. They, people come to me and they tell me, I'll ask them, how was vacation? They say, oh, I need a vacation for my vacation. Have you ever said that? Well, guys, if you're saying that you need a vacation after vacation, you ain't doing it right. You're not doing it right. Hey, how was vacation? Dude, man, we hiked up the world's tallest mountain, ran a Spartan race, you know, crawled in the mud, wrestled some alligators, barely got any sleep. That's not, that's not vacation. You could call it an adventure, call it whatever you want. It's not rest. That's not vacation. Now, I have a mentor uh, uh, and a coach. He's a passion of the Lower East Side. He's been doing ministry for over 30 years. And, uh, and he, was, he was coaching me, he was mentoring me, and he began to poke and prod me in this area. He discovered that this was a weakness in my life. And as he was poking and prodding around the idea of, uh, of, of rest and, and Sabbath. And by the way, I just want to encourage you, if you don't have someone like that in your life that can poke and prod you and ask you important questions, man, I suggest you look for somebody like that. Somebody that can poke and prod you and ask you difficult questions and hold you accountable. Well... You know, he was poking and prodding in this area, and he said, Danny, let me ask you a question. He said, Danny, you, you don't go around breaking any of the other Ten Commandments, do you? Like, is, is that like your goal, to break the, the Ten Commandments? So, so Danny, why are, you, why are you struggling to keep this one? Why this one? And it was like a sucker punch to the stomach. And let's be honest. I mean, we can be real, right? Like, this, this is difficult for all of us. It's, it's hard. So we want to be intentional about holy rest. Because at the end of the day, God doesn't need it. But we do. We need it. And this is God's gift to us. In the book of James, it says that every good and perfect gift comes from God. Right? And so this is a good and perfect gift that God has given us for us to enjoy. And so one of the biggest things that stands in the way of uh, us entering holy rest, this idea of resting in Sabbath, is distraction. That's one of the biggest things that gets in the way. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today, how we can avoid some of these distractions. Now, I love what Paul says, and I'm going to be jumping all over the Bible. So if you have your Bible app, you can take it out, and I'll, I'll say it. I'll read it out loud for you. But if you want to follow along, you can go ahead and, and, uh, and look up some of the verses that we'll be reading today. But I love what Paul says in his letter to, the, to Corinth. Um, the context that he's writing in is he's talking to people in a bunch of different life situations, right? He's not, he's not talking about rest per se, but he's talking to people in different life situations. But the, the principle that he teaches uh, applies to what we're talking about today. And he's talking about 
the role the distractions play in our walk with Christ. All right, so look at what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 35. Uh, and if it interests you, I'll be reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. That's the version I'll be reading out of today if you want to follow along there. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 35. Uh, he says this, I'm saying this for your own benefit, not to put a restraint on you, but to promote what is proper and so that you may be Devoted to the Lord without distraction. Everybody say devoted. devoted. He's saying, so I'm telling you this. I'm giving you this advice. I'm correcting you because here's why. Not to, not to punish you, not to shame you, not to make you feel bad. But because this is so important that I want to help you eliminate distractions so that you can be devoted to the Lord. So that you can walk so you can grow in your walk with Christ. And this is what I want for all of us. I want to echo the words of Paul for us today and say that when we talk about holy rest and eliminating destructions, it's not to hurt you, it's not to insult you, but it's to motivate you to be devoted to the Lord. It's to help you grow in your walk with Christ. At the end of the day, it's to help you honor God in your walk with Christ. So how do we eliminate distractions? That's what we're talking about today. How do we eliminate distractions? Now, I don't know about you guys. I'm, I like to take notes because it helps me keep focused. And then it helps remind me of what we spoke about. I can pray through it you know, during the week. So if you're a note taker like me, you can. I have three simple things. Three simple things to eliminate uh, distractions. Man, I like, to, I like to keep things simple. Right? So this is what we're going to do. Here's the first thing. How do we eliminate uh, distractions? We keep first things first. That's the, that's the first thing. We keep first things first. And here's what's true is that there's always a battle for priorities. Everything in your life is at war for your attention. It's at war for your devotion. And ultimately, it's at war for your worship. And wants you to devote all your time, all your energy, and all your worship towards something. And that's what all these distractions do. And when it comes to holy rest, it boils down to a battle of priorities, about what's important, about what comes up first. Because there will always be something that comes up. Always, without a doubt. There's always going to be an urgent matter that we have to attend to. There's always going to be a last minute opportunity. But you have to decide, what is your priority? What is most important? And Jesus made this clear. You guys know this verse. You probably have it memorized. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. This is the words of Jesus. This is what he said. He said to seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And then all these things, all these other things that you're pursuing, all these other things, then they'll be added. Then they'll be provided for you. But Jesus says to seek first the kingdom of God. And if we're seeking the kingdom of God first, then we're going to choose to honor him above all else. If we're seeking God first, if we're seeking the kingdom of God first, then, then all these other things that pop up, they're going to have to go to one side. While we take care of what is most important right now, which is seeking God first. Seeking God first. Seeking His will above our own. But there's always going to be a temptation, guys, to replace the most important with the urgent. You know, oftentimes we set out with good intentions and, 
And how many of us, we have so many good intentions, right? We have good intentions to focus our energies on God's word. We got good intentions to focus our energy in, in spending time in prayer and, and, and in actively pursuing rest, right? We, 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 we put so much energy, we have good intentions towards that. But then we get that email. We receive that text message. We overhear that conversation. And then everything goes to the side. Well, so we flip this verse on its head and we say, well, you know what? Let me, let me get all these things first and then I'll pursue the kingdom of God. Let, let me take care of all these things first, all these urgent matters first, and then, I'll, and then I'll pursue what God wants. But when it comes to eliminating distractions, if we begin with first things first, then we're going to prioritize God's will over our own. We will prioritize God's desires over our own desires. And so the question that we all need to wrestle with this morning is, whose kingdom are you pursuing? And the truth of the matter is that the source of many our distractions stems from pursuing our kingdom over God's. So how do we eliminate distractions? First, we, we keep first things first. And here's number two. You can write this down. The second thing is that we need to choose to power down. We need to choose to power down. When we talk about one of the greatest distractions to rest, we need to mention this thing right here. We need to mention our phones. Right? This is one of the, the biggest distractions that we have is this thing that we carry around in our pockets because the technology that we have access to today is so powerful and is designed to keep you engaged. It's designed for that. Now, some of you guys may be too young to remember beepers. Back in the day, I had beepers. You know, I had a beeper back in the day, and, you know, it was a little bit less distracting. And oh, I, when my wife and I, when we were first dating, we, you know, I, I was in high school at the time when we started dating, my wife and I, and, and, and cell phones, I'm not a dinosaur, okay? Cell phones, cell phones existed, but, you know, they were a little bit more expensive, you know what I mean? And, like, you had minutes and, and all this stuff, right? Like you went over your minutes, you had to pay extra. You know what I mean? And I'm in high school, right? Like, and uh, man, M Melissa's parents started complaining about spending too much time on the landline. I was like, I got you. I went, went to the store, bought me some, bought me some walkie-talkies. <laughs> like, here, we live close enough to each other. We can talk on the walkie, right? You know, and just talk all night and, uh, and stuff. So, you know, I, I promise you, I'm not that old. But that's, that's kind of, but now the technology that we have in our pocket now is, is insane, right? The amount of the power and the creators of, of all those platforms that we love to like get on, like all the Instagrams and Facebook and the Pinterest and all this stuff. These people are sitting around meeting tables or on Zoom calls, literally trying to figure out how they can get you to stay on the platform longer. You know, the creators of like YouTube and, and, and all, they're all they're having meetings about how they can get you more and more addicted to to stay on your phone longer, to engage your app even longer. So no wonder we have a, and we've developed a, a dependency and, and a borderline addictions to our phones. When it comes to distractions in regards to holy rest, we have to talk about this right here. Because here's the truth. Phones aren't just for fun, right? Some of you depend on it for, for life and, and for your jobs and and, and, and you, you run your life through your phone, right? You got the calendar app and, you know, you track, you know, your exercise and your meals and you, you have everything on your phone, your job, your life, your schedule. And so the phone represents all the things that 
you could be doing, right? As you scroll through Instagram and you see another ad about another cool spot that opened up in the city or you see your friends and, you know, with, with their, you know, with their, you know, in the gym with their, you know, with their nice bodies and their, with the cute kids and, you know, that exotic vacation that you know you can't afford to, to go on and, and you just see all this stuff and all the things you could be doing and what you should be becoming and now your mind begins to race. Right? And you become stressed out and you get anxious and you get worried and concerned about everything else except about rest. So what do we do? If we want to enter holy rest, we got to power down. you got to power down. You know, I love the story of Mary and Martha in the New Testament because Martha, I call her Martha Stewart, she's one of the most relatable characters in the entire Bible. She must have been a New Yorker, guys. She must have been. Right, Jesus is in town and he's coming over to visit his friends, these, these two sisters, Mary and Martha. You know, Mary, she's like the, the good little hipster sister, right? She probably walks around with an acoustic guitar and flip-flops, got a tattoo sleeve, right? And she's sitting at the feet of Jesus singing Kumbaya, right? No, not a care in the world. But Martha, Martha probably has, I envision her with like every hair in place. She's neatly dressed, but she's running around the house trying to get the house Instagram worthy, Right? To get that perfect picture. And she's trying out this new recipe that she found on Pinterest to try to impress Jesus. And, and she is stressed out. She is stressed out. She, she's so distracted by all the stuff that needs to get done. All the stuff that needs to get accomplished to the point where she's so anxious and so stressed out that she borderline scolds Jesus. And tells him to make her sister help her. And then Jesus says this in Luke chapter 10. Verse 41 and 42. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. And he says her name twice, perhaps just like lovingly, you know, kind of course correct her here as we all are hopefully lovingly getting course corrected this morning. He says, you are worried and upset about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice. Everybody say right choice. And it will not be taken away from her. When it comes to holy rest, what is the right choice that you need to make to eliminate distractions? What's the right choice? For most of us, the right choice is to power down. Because phones and laptops, they're a huge source of anxiety and worry and stress. And one of the best things that you can do during a season of Sabbath or vacation or day off is to go somewhere where there's no reception. You got zero bars. <laughs> or just to shut off the phone. A couple weeks ago, uh, just my phone randomly just shut off. The screen never turned back on. I don't know what happened. I didn't drop it. It didn't get wet. It just shut off, right? And it was insane. But it was like, at first I was like, man, like, what? people might be texting me. I might be missing an email. I'm going to have a whole bunch of voicemails. But then after a little while, I was like, oh, this is nice. Like, you know, I, I'm not checking my phone every few minutes. I'm not worrying about it ringing or going off. Right? And so what, what can we do, you know, to experience holy rest? Maybe consider unplugging for a little bit. Consider just powering down. Now, some of us, we're so addicted. You're like, you, you're like developing a twitch. Just hearing me talk about this, right? And you're like getting itchy all of a sudden because we're so addicted to our phones. That the idea of powering down for an hour or for a week on vacation begins to give you like withdrawal symptoms, right? 
But how do we eliminate distractions? But to enter holy rest, we need to eliminate what might be the biggest distraction of all. And here's the last thing for today. Number three. How do we eliminate distractions? We acknowledge the spiritual warfare and resist the enemy. Acknowledge the spiritual warfare and resist the enemy. And this is something that nobody really enjoys. It takes much pleasure in talking about our, our spiritual enemy. We don't bring it up much, right? But the truth of the matter is, is that we are in a spiritual warfare. And if, this, if our spiritual enemy can't get you down, he'll get you distracted. And you need to understand that we are in the middle of a spiritual warfare. You read it all throughout Scripture, New Testament and Old Testament. And there's perhaps nothing that the enemy loves more, listen, than a distracted church or distracted people. Because he knows that if we're distracted, he can keep us from accomplishing what God has called us to do. When we're distracted, we're unable to recharge. And if you're not recharged, that means you're exhausted, you're tired, you're overwhelmed, you're stressed. And we simply cannot be effective from a place of exhaustion. It can't be effective. And this is where some of you are right now. You are simply exhausted. You're at the end of your rope. And because of that, you're not very effective. As a result of that, your walk with Christ, because you're distracted, your walk with Christ has taken a hit. Your family has experienced, your family has seen it, your, your loved ones, those, the, mo- the most meaningful relationships in your life, they feel the effects of it. Your quality at work, your, your job, whatever you do, your profession, even that is taking a hit because of it. And you're unable to serve your church family, your, your, let alone be on mission for God in your community to your neighbors and do what God has called you to do. And that's exactly where the enemy wants you to be. So what do we do? We acknowledge that there is spiritual warfare against holy rest. And we do what James chapter 4, verse 7 says. This is what James writes. He says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit to God, Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We're going to resist the temptation from the enemy to be distracted. We're going to choose to submit to God. We're going to choose to follow his heart and to accomplish his desire and his will for our lives, his good and perfect plans for our life. Which, by the way, guys, includes holy rest. That's what God wants for you. That's what He designed you for. Because from a place of holy rest, guess what, guys? We're going to function better. We're going to be, we're going to be healthier emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And because from holy rest, our families are going to be better for it. The relationships in our lives, our families, the people that are around us, the people that we care for more, the most, they're going to benefit from it as well. Because from holy rest, our walk with Christ will be thriving. And we're going to be growing day by day into Christ's likeness and fulfilling the mission of God of making disciples of family members, friends, and neighbors. But it happens from a place of holy rest. So how do we eliminate distractions? First, keep, keep first things first. 
Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added onto you. So what's priority in your life? Let's choose to make God's desires, God's heart, God's will a priority. How do we eliminate distractions? distractions? We choose to power down. Shut it off. Put it on silent. Put it away. Because one of the biggest distractions in our lives is that device that's in our pocket. And if we want to be intentional about carving out time for holy rest, then we need to, plug, we need to, we need to power down. We need to turn it off for that time so that we can be intentional about this. And how do we eliminate distractions? Just acknowledge, guys. God is real. Angels are real. And so is our spiritual enemy. And we are in a spiritual warfare. So we're going to resist the enemy. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Let's pray. God, we admit for everybody here in this room, Father, that this is extremely difficult, Lord. And uh, there's no need to cover it up or hide it or, um, or to be phony about this deal. God, this is a struggle for all of us. And so, God, we pray that you would help us to keep first things first. And God, forgive us, Lord, for the times that our hearts have pursued other things before you. Uh, God, we want to seek first the kingdom of God, your righteousness, God. And then all these other things can come after. But God, I pray that you would be first in our lives. God, I pray that you would empower us by the Holy Spirit to release the greatest distractions that are in our lives, God, whether that's our phones or technology or some other thing, God. Whatever is keeping us away, uh, Lord, from pursuing you and from pursuing holy rest. God, may we power that down. And Lord, we acknowledge and know, Lord, that we are in a spiritual warfare. Uh, we're not fearful of it, God. But we pray that you would help us to resist the enemy. That you help us, empower us, Lord, to leave this season of exhaustion. Lord, we are tired. Lord, we are at the end of our rope. But God, help us to enter holy rest, God. May we choose to honor you, God, above all else. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.